Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. My name is Iris. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cryptos and Kitties. Welcome to our first ever episode of the Tokens podcast. I have two amazing guests here today, including Jeff Allen, our marketing advisor. Say hi, Jeff. Hello, Iris. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited about this podcast and about cryptos and kitties in general. Love to have you. And also Adam Raskin, another advisor and our NFT strategist who has his ear to the ground, his finger on the pulse and is an NFT whale. We're so happy to have you here today, Adam. Thank you, Iris. I'm happy to be here. Great. So, you know, your uh, advice to me in starting up Cryptos and Kitties has been absolutely invaluable. I learned so much from you and from your experience. I mean, I think our listeners can really also learn a ton from you. So I'm so excited and thrilled to have you here today. And just, you know, curious about, uh, you know, you tell us how you got involved in this space and 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 why you were willing to join us today. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, thank you for having me. I, uh, I, you know, appreciate the kind things you've said. I love uh, meeting with you every week. As I, um, as I've said, I, in the past, I do love finding people to talk about this stuff with. Um, it's um, so. If we want to go back, I've I've been doing this now uh, NFTs for a little over a year. Um, I started back with um, Top Shot NBA Top Shot. That was my first kind of um, look into NFTs, and I didn't know what an NFT was. Um, my first thought was to make fun of why would I pay for a highlight when you know I'm not making any money off of it. You know, I don't. I, meaning, you know, it's not like I could pay someone to see the video. Um, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but then I started to compare it to regular trading cards, and uh, why is it any different? It's digital, and um, I started to really enjoy it, um, and. Then I started to see, I look, in, look into the lists of other NFTs that sold um, and had volume like NBA Top Shot. And that brought me to the CryptoPunks. And I saw CryptoPunks uh, taking off. Um, and I really looked into that story. Um, and just to quickly tell that story, I'm, sure, I'm not sure if everyone knows, you know, CryptoPunks were given out to for free to anybody who claimed them Back in 2017, um, they're a collection of 10,000 profile pictures, um, and um, now they're worth you know $200,000 a piece almost. Um, so when I saw you know the growth that can happen from something you know from um, 
this asset class that really got me into it. So I started, um, I moved in my, some money into my MetaMask account. And um, I guess this is the time to say I made about a hundred mistakes. <laughs> I, I went on to um, looking back on it, waste a lot of money um, and learn a lot. Um, you know, I, seem to think that if something was for sale for two ETH, then it's worth two ETH. You know, that's, it's there. It's where it's, it's for sale. Uh, do I want to buy it? That's what it's worth. Yes. I want to buy. I didn't know how to do research. I didn't know how to, um, I didn't understand that. Yes, I bought it. Now I have to find someone else to buy it from me. You know, it's not just a regular market of you can sell something so easily. And, um, I took some hits. I really did. Um, and I refined my strategies uh, um, to be more of a spend less money, you know, and take take bigger risks. And I, the, my first thing I learned was do not invest in anything you do, when you do not know what it does. Understand what it is before you buy it, always. Um, so, you know, I don't want to, you know take up, you know, drone on and on with this. But as you know, I took some more chances and took some more chances and uh, got really lucky with the the board apes. Um, you know, so the board apes have, you know, as everyone knows, have really, really taken off. Um, I minted three of them. Um, and, um, you know, I just got very involved in the ecosystem and with, with uh, I was flipping them for a while. And that was really the first time I started to understand value and um, you know, flipping to make some, to make some ETH and then using that ETH to stash some guys away and, you know, build up your portfolio. And, um, and that really kind of kicked off my whole real, what, what I consider to be successful part of my, you know, investing, um, really at that point. Um, and so that's what really got me, you know, going on and I can keep talking, but you know, that's what, uh, that's what got me here. I mean, I bet having some real success like that really just bolstered your entire effort in this well, space. Yes. Well, it, it definitely did. Um, it definitely did. And seeing why they succeeded really um, made me understand because, um, it, you know, seeing that what they provided to the people that owned their NFTs, you know, the, the fact that this, you know, uh, Yuga Labs, the fact that they continue to work and continue to provide and, and they in the community, it was just continually getting bigger and um, really led me to see, OK, how do you know who's trying to replicate that or who, who's, you know, as opposed to, you know, there's such a difference between what, what, what people consider to be a, a cash grab where you just, you know, try to sell your NFT just to get that first sale and then you're then you're gone and you don't think about it. Um, so have you developed like some sort of short list of criteria that you look for when you're like poking around and looking for a good investment? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, and it's funny because it's like a lot of it is the opposite of what, of what you would think, like Go for example, hype to me. And these are all, you know, and I, it's funny, I want to say this cause I've seen other people say this. You know, everyone needs to do their own research, and um, these are just you know my my opinions here. Um, but you are not a professional NFT advisor. Exactly. Um, to me, hype equals 
bad. You know, the more something is hyped, the more something is, I, I get scared away from that. The more, you know, especially if they're trying to sell something for so much money, like let's say some big celebrity who's never like done Jack Dorsey's TV. first tweet. Exactly. That's exactly right. Somebody who has nothing to do with NFTs is just going to come in and sell 10,000 NFT, you know, Melania Trump, right? Didn't she try to sell 10? What does she know about NFTs or anything? You know, and um, so anything that's really hyped and really, really expensive off the, you know, first sale, I, I won't even really look at it. Um, you need to be able to earn the, the, the ability to, you know, for example, uh, Bored Apes, they sold their mutants, I think their second ones, they did sell them for three ETH a piece. Well, I can understand that, you know, they've, they've proved that they can do that. Um, but the first ones, the, the apes, they sold for 0.08 ETH, you know, that's what a project should sell for in a first project. Um, so again, I'm going on a tangent, but going back to your short list of, you know, what I look for, I look for mm -hmm. projects that are, you know, not trying to be a cash grab. They're trying to raise some money to work on a project that they're going to develop. What are we going to do down, you know, in the future? Um, and then I will say that leads me to say, is the roadmap um, feasible? You know, is this, are they promising me the moon? You're like, you know, you you can make a roadmap say anything you want. Um, so you can't, it's, it's tricky, right? This is not a, this is an unregulated, um, you know, asset class. So people can say whatever they want. You have to really, you're investing in the people, not necessarily the NFT itself, um, because you're going to continue to hope that those people produce for the community if that makes sense. The community of NFT owners? That's right. Who owns those NFTs? That's exactly right. For example, um, you want these NFTs to provide any sort of utility and, and the utility can be anything as small as, um, you know, you log on here and you have, you can get a raffle ticket. You know, you need this NFT to get a raffle ticket to get this one of one piece of art. I mean, that's an incredible thing. You know, like I, my only chance to ever own a, you know, an X copy one of one maybe is to join a one, you know, one of these raffles. And they do that now where, you know, if you own one of his other pieces, you can join a raffle, you know, and that in itself is, is great utility. That's cool. Let's talk a little bit more about that, the utility of an NFT. So you used a really great example, like the ticket NFT, right? A, 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 some, an NFT that is uniquely yours, that gives you access to something. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other great categories that, that could be like, I could, like, there's obviously the obvious one, fine art, right? Mm -hmm. Like some artist creates some cool piece of art that's a digital piece of art that it has a, you know, a physical analog or something like that. What are some others? Well, I'm going to go straight to the, um, to the board apes. I'd love to, I'd love to talk because they're the ones who kind of taught me about this stuff. Um, the board apes, you know, owning one of their NFTs gets you into their club. Um, and that's, that's the utility. Um, and whether getting into that club means I'm allowed to log onto their website and order merchandise, or I'm allowed to um, play. They, they had a video game, a mobile game, competition for a week 
that was only allowed to people who own the NFTs. And if you own the NFT, you can play the video game and you can compete and there were prizes um, all the way to the party that they had back in, you know, uh, at Ape Fest, which um, which I was at, which was so much fun where, uh, you know, Beck played and Chris Rock, you know, uh, came out and um, you had to own, a, you know, an, an ape or a mutant ape uh, in order to get into this into the um, party. So that's, you know, one sort of um, utility. Um, but then you also have other sorts of utility where they're strictly financial in the sense that you can stake your NFT in order to earn another coin. Um, and that coin may be used in um, some ecosystem, uh, for example, some play to earn. We haven't really spoken to about play to earn NFTs, which is a, another utility that 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 um, that could be used for NFTs, um, where whole gaming systems and ecosystems are built around one coin, and you have, own an NFT and you stake it to the system. You earn this coin, so you can upgrade your NFT or you can use it to buy a weapon in order to battle in this game and and the more maybe the more upgraded your nft is the more coin you get so it's worth you know and the coin these coins are worth you know real money they're not these are they, they trade in the in the market you know i've seen them trade for five cents up to you know 25 cents 30 cents i've seen i'm not too familiar with with Axie to be honest I don't, i'm not sure what they are but um but that's a, another utility for for these for these NFTs. So um, that's really what I've been focusing my um, portfolio on. You know, I kind of started with the profile pictures and started with these avatars, and they were just kind of pictures, which are cool and they were great. Um, I feel we're going to be moving towards utility. You know, it's going to be hard for an NFT to keep its value. I feel. Um, without utility. Yeah, you really feel this momentum or this pressure pushing us in the direction where like one day, if you want to go to a Taylor Swift concert, you're mm -hmm. going to have to be the owner of a Taylor Swift NFT to purchase the ticket and show up. Uh, and if you're not, if you don't have like the season ticket, then perhaps you can buy a share of it to get access. Right. And we may be moving to a universe where trend, you know, this is a prerequisite it, you to be a Taylor Swift fan. You must have a, a, a bit of a Taylor Swift NFT. Yeah. And yeah. just to add to that, when you said you buy a piece of it or rent it, right? right? So you can go on and you can rent this hypothetical, you know, Taylor Swift NFT. And then the person who owns it is getting this passive income of, of renting it out to other people to go to these shows, you know? So it's, yeah. it, the... it really does create this whole other ecosystem. And, you know, you're completely right. I see it going that way as well. Right. It's less of a ticket to ride as it is a season pass. That's right. And, and, and I've, I've really taken this to heart when we've been developing our games for Cryptos and Kitties and for tokens, because you can buy an, a, an app or a game on, in the, uh, in the Apple store, in the app store. Right. <clears throat> but that access to that game is not transferable, right? It's not something that you actually own. You're spending the $4.99 to be able to access and play this game. Whereas, you know, an NF purchasing an NFT on tokens for $5 and then getting access to the game is an access that's then transferable should you choose to sell it in the secondary or third-party marketplace, mm -hmm. right? So it really provides that, that ownership 
combined with access, uh, you know, of an experience, which I think is going to be super, super valuable. And again, it was all from, you know, some of our, our conversations and the advice that you had given in, in experiencing this space, like your emphasis on um, authenticity and real community building and utility, like all of these mm-hmm. have been so instrumental to shaping the UI and the UX around tokens specifically. And we also had, um, you know, we're also tailoring the the NFTs themselves, the strategies themselves. And a lot of that has to do with your experience, you know, in the, in the space as well. And part of the um, concept or theme for this episode was to actually give you, Adam, a challenge of <clears throat> what a starter portfolio could look like mm-hmm. of NFTs for a, a newbie entering into the space. And I know you've done some work on that. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. curious to dig in, but I think that I, this is I took it to primer. heart. I, you know, I went to work. I, I, so let's, let's go. So we said, we said it was going to be 50,000, right? Yeah. Let's, let's start with that. Sounds like a, I mean, okay. So I'm, gonna, so I'm calling that 16.5 ETH is what I'm, is what I'm calling that. Okay. We're going to start with 50,000, six, 16. 16.5, 16 and a half Ethereum. 16 and um, a half ETH. And this is, this is a starter portfolio. We uh-huh. may or may not take on your challenge, Adam, and to see how this portfolio performs over time. But let's just say, for example, if, if Jeff were to have $50,000 to invest in NFTs now, this is what you would recommend to Jeff. That's right. And I want to start the conversation with what I exactly what I said to you, because there's different ways you can build a portfolio, right? Do you want to build it to be super risky? Do you want to build it to be... Um, now you, know, you sound like a money manager. Just tell me what to yeah. buy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so the way I built this portfolio is I, you know, I wanted to include um, a blue chip and a blue chip NFT is one that I consider to be proven. One that I consider to be, you know, one that's already um, shown that, you know, they can provide, they can produce, they, they're going to continue to produce. They're not going anywhere. Um, and the community needs to be good. Um, and, I've talked to you about them before, and I'm going with the Cool Cats. So that's why I wore and just, my and you just bought back into the Cool Cats for the uh, <laughs> for the episode, you know, because that a Cool Cat uh, the coin that you can accrue is called Milk for Cool Cats. Um, cool Cats, um, you know, they they minted for 0.01 um, a little over almost a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. Um, they were up at about 17 or 18 ETH at one point, Ethereum. Um, they came I out only with have the second, 16 and change. So, yes. So um, then they came out with uh, Cool Pets and they were introducing a, a game, a play to earn game, right? For this coin milk. Um, they had a little bit of an issue. Um, the first day that they launched Cool Pets, they were hit by all these bots. They had to, they had to stop the sale. Um, then they tried to launch the game. Same thing happened. They had to shut it down right away. Um, but let's to clarify, nothing was compromised, right? They were just aware of the attack. What happened with the game was, I think too many people, went, it was just not working the way they wanted, wanted it to. Um, and it was overloading and it just wasn't the experience they wanted everyone to have. So they shut it down and it's been, it was on hold for about two months. And in the NFT industry is the most impatient industry that I've ever really been a part of. Really, every week is like a year. 
Um, and you'll see some people saying that cool cats are dead because they haven't, you know, they haven't done something now in a month. You'll see, um, you know, people just really, really, um, you know, using the, the term fudding, you know, <laughs> fear, uncertainty, and, you know, it's for, for this, uh, for this project. So cool cats have gone down to seven ETH, um, is where the floor is right now. So I'm going to start this portfolio with, and remember when I said you do the opposite of what other people are doing is really my strategy. Everybody's selling Kegel Cats. I want to go buy one. So I sound like put, Warren Buffett now. Exactly. I'm going to put cool cat, one cool cat, and I'm going to put two cool pets. So the cool pets are, so now you can use these three in the ecosystem of Cooltopia and you can earn the milk and you can play that whole game. Can we get a rocket um, so ship? The, the cool pets are they are one point one. So I have I'm just taking notes of our, of our of how much we have in our portfolio. I'm gonna I'm gonna put seven and a half for the cool cat because you don't need to buy the exact you know floor one. We'll give you a little room to go up a little bit, and then two point two five gets me to nine point seven five. So that's my blue chip putting you know. 60, 70% of my money into that one. I feel it's safe. I think it's at a low right now. So I do feel there's there's room to go up once they prove again that they're going to be able to produce. Um, so that's where I'm going to start. And with the cool, one cool cat and two cool pets, do you get a rocket ship? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with the one cool cat, the one cool cat, you get a, um, the, the cool cats accrue milk automatically. And the cool pets, you have to play the game. You, uh, you go on quests and you um, you buy items and it's, it's it's actually just so it just launched it was so funny it launched last night and there was a little jump and it came down a little bit and you should have seen me last night I was like I'm doing the thing tomorrow and the price is going up I'm like I'm, I'm looking at my portfolio I was gonna email you so I could get the price you know nailed down but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. That's our blue chip. Now I'm going to go next to um, our yeah, play to earn. Speculate. Sorry. Let's speculate. Yeah, exactly. I want. Okay, so now I want to. I want to include uh, Rumble Kongs. Rumble Kongs are. Um, they're going to be used in a three-on-three basketball game that's being, um, you know, made on a, in the metaverse where you own these rumble Kongs and they, you, 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 they have stats such as shooting and defense and, um, you know, handle or whatever. And then uh, you can use them in this game and again, earn coins, the coin that I'm talking about, they haven't launched it yet. Um, but there's also talk of you're going to be able to rent these, like I said, to other people who are putting together teams, right? Cause not everybody's going to be able to buy a rumble Kong, but you can rent them. And if you could do the math and rent three and earn enough coin while you're playing to offset the price, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a profitable, um, you know, scenario. So rumble Kong has some great backing. Um, I know that CAA has invested in them. I know that, um, um, you know, Steph Curry has bought one. A lot of NBA players are involved, which is very big in the NFT space is to have, you know, people out there talking about it. Um, so I really do believe that these are going to take off once the game. So again, the game hasn't launched. People forgot about these. 
it's, you know, like I said, everyone is saying in the NFT space, what have you done for me lately? Um, so these have come down, you know, they shot up a little bit when Steph Curry bought one a couple, like two months ago. Um, they were up to about three and they're down now to one. Sorry, I have it here. 1.3. So. And I'm to your earlier a, point. I'm sorry. To your earlier point, you were saying, you know, a project can put whatever they want on a roadmap but you believe that they're going to deliver on this game because of the project creator credibility, as well as some of these bigger name players that you're, are in the space exactly that are right. going to keep them accountable. That, that's exactly right. I look to what do they want to do and are they going to, yeah, I feel they're going to do it. They have real people behind them, helping them there. It's, it's, this is not a, uh, um, you, you do get worried sometimes where people, you know, people launch these NFTs, raise this money, and then, then they have all this stuff they said they were going to do. And they're like, but I have $30 million in my pocket right now. Like, do I, why do I need to do all that when I already have this $30 million? In my, and then they'll just, you know, so you, you want to know that they, that, exactly. You want to know that they, you know, have the, um, you know, that, that they're going to follow through on what they said. So that's a, agreed with everything you said. That's why I think RumbleCons will do that. Um, so I'm giving us three ETH. For two RumbleCons is going to bring us to 13.75. The next one I wanted to do, which is a little uh, different than other NFTs, there's this one called Enigma Economy NFT. And what they do is they're raising money to build, um, to mine cryptocurrency. So they have sold these NFTs and they've built their own, you know, um, mining um, warehouses. And your NFT owns a percentage of whatever they mine. Um, so you go and stake these NFTs and just over time, you get to go onto their website and claim whatever's yours. And that's what I really look towards, you know, this passive income. What can I put my money towards that's just going to work for me? Um, and I really, again, like the guys, you know, I started small. I started paying attention to their AMAs and, and I like the people. So I've uh, gone into that a little, you know, I don't want to say heavily, but I put some money into that. And, and by AMAs, you low, mean the Ask um, Me Anything. Sorry? And by AMAs, you mean the Ask Me Anything. Yes, yes. That is big for some of these projects. Um, I consider them to be like their, you know, I, I, don't, I, I think earnings calls in my head. It's not that they go over money per se, um, but having con constant conversations with your community is so big and hearing what they have to say and acting on it is also so big. Like being criticized can bring you down, but the second you change what you do, say, listen, like, we've listened to you and we're changing this. You'll see a project come right back up just for, you know, responding like that. So, um, so I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm putting, I'm putting one ETH towards the Enigma economy. Um, that brings us to, I think I'm at 14.75. I wanted to round it off with one long shot. We're going with the, the loser club. Uh, it's, it's by this, this guy. Um, I wrote down his name. I just, I don't want to, I just learned about him. Javon is his, uh, the cat man is his, uh, he's an artist. He made these cool, they're, they're profile pictures. He's trying to make a, you know, a club the way board apes are. And it's just a great community. You know, his whole, 
his whole thought is we're the, you know, we're the loser club. We're all losers. Um, and it's just funny. And you go in their discord and uh, it's just a, it's a fun, it's a fun place to hang out. So those are, um, those are at 0.28. So we can buy two of those. And that puts us at about 14 ETH, I think, of what I have here. And then I want. I think that's an interesting example because we have talked about the loser club. Yep. And I know that art does play a piece, play a part in your decision making, right? There's yes. a lot of financial considerations, but I know that you also love the art and resonate with certain types of art. And the loser club does have a very distinctive visual style. That's exactly right. And I, I really, people do like different, you're right. And I, I, I seem drawn to the, um, you know, cartoony sort of, sort of art. And that's, you know, and, and yeah, you're right. Uh, it really does speak to me. And it's, you know, some of the art, I see other ones that are very detailed and look like real pictures. And maybe sometimes that turns me off. I want to see it a little bit, you know, drawn. And, um, but again, to each his own, there's, there's different, different stuff out there. Um, yeah. I mean, you said cartoony, but could you explain to our listeners and maybe to Jeff, I don't want to presume what, it looks like what, uh, what the, um, uh, yeah, the, the losers he's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a guy, it's, it's, um, a character who could be a man or a woman. He's got a really long neck, um, with, um, you know, that's the distinction is the long neck kind of, and then they're just, you know, they could be different wearing different things. They could be, you know, uh, I think there's one that's a Dracula one that's, uh, you know, there's, there's just different, you know, hats that they're wearing and different, it's just really cool. It's hard to explain that, you know, really in words without showing you. Um, but it's, it's just a, it's a fun project that again, sorry, are these meant to be like, uh, works of art then in terms of like NFT styles? Is this like the, I could, I could dress, like put it, hang it on the wall of my virtual living room in the metaverse. Well, it's funny because you bring up a a, a very good, it's a good question that I can, I can talk for a while about, (laughs) Um, there's crypto art that is, is crypto art that I consider art just as much as anybody who puts art in real, you know, on paints, a painting or these one of one beautiful pieces of art. Um, I don't consider a 10,000 or a 5,000 piece project, you know, to be that level of art per se, you know, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. art. I'm not, you know, like the guys who drew the board apes, you know, are they artists? Of course. And they're great artists. I'm not, I've, of course, they're incredible artists, you know, but it's a picture of an ape. And then they change little things around, you know, I don't want to get into an argument with somebody who's comparing it to like, you know, the Mona Lisa. And I'm like, no, I know it's not art like the Mona Lisa, you know, it's not. The first profile pic. Ex- right. <laughs> exactly. Um, sure. But that being said, now that apes are worth a quarter of a million dollars i've seen many right. people paint them and put them on the wall i have a right i'm looking at a um a big neon sign of my ape that i have on my wall right right here next to me well show are us. there p- potential uh, yeah, show us. can you show us yeah of course oh i have to go this way Adam is picking up his camera. Whoa, you have to see this. This is cool. So do you own the NFT, the digital NFT that represents that? Yeah. 
That's awesome. So, okay. Is there also like a licensing or royalty revenue stream open to you because you are the owner of this NFT? Like what happens if you're just, you know, walking through the metaverse one day, you know, you're wearing your Oculus or whatever, and you, you go over to some, some dude's house and you're walking through his living room, his virtual living room, and there's your NFT hanging on his wall. What what is one to do? Do you can you claim rights to that? Be like, hey, you can't. Ooh. I own that. You can't put a representation of my own art on your wall. If you do, you got to pay me. Ooh, or talk about the valet. So I would say talk about uh, Jenkins valet. Yeah, because that's <laughs> well, a that's a derivative, right? It is. It is. But I, well, what I just to, let's uh, address exactly what you said. If I walked into someone's house and they had a picture of my ape on the wall, I would. That's my ape, bro. I would be flattered. I would say, I, I thank you. So, I can't believe you love my ape so much to have it up on your wall. I mean, it's, you know, and it's a, it's great promotion for my ape. Now, if he told me he paid someone $5,000 for that picture, I'd want to know who took that $5,000 and that's wrong. Um, now, so, you know, anybody can take a picture of my ape and use it. Now, it's the difference between making money off of it or, you know, sure. just, you know, just using it. You know, it's, I, I really consider some, if somebody were to take my ape, put it on a shirt and wear it, just, I'm not saying sell it. Sure. Go right ahead. You can, you can do that. You love my ape so much and you want to wear it on a shirt, but again, it's a different thing. If you want to sell, sell 200 of them. Sure. Um, and I suppose that analog is true today for priceless works of art, like, you know, Starry Night or the Mona Lisa or whatever. Like there are companies that print them and sell them, but hopefully they have the rights to do so. Uh, and they have bought those rights from the rights owner. So same, or, same just, and, but that being said, I can just go online and print out a picture of the Mona Lisa and put it on my wall. Of course, I mean, I can, could I can do that if I want to. And that's completely legal and nobody, you know, that's, I don't own the Mona Lisa, but it's there on my wall, you know, like, right. so I really look at it the exact same way. It's, it's, you know, people can copy this stuff and that's, that's okay. People copy Gucci bags and make a fake Gucci bag. People copy Rolex watches and make fake Rolex watches. That doesn't make the original Rolex or the Gucci bag any less valuable. Um, and in some Maybe ways more. it makes it more valuable. I mean, because, yeah. you know, flat, you know, it's flattery when, when people are copying it and trying to, and trying to make it. Um, right. So I don't see that being the downside of, of NFTs, that it's easy to copy um, because as we just said, it's easy to copy other things as well. And it, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't ruin the, you know, the whole industry. So jumping back to the portfolio, are we done now? So Am I, I going to buy everything? Well, or I wanted left? to make one last, one last comment that I thought was very important. I ended us about one and a half to two ETH short. And that's because having liquidity is the most important part of, of, of an NFT portfolio. You can't sit there with zero Ethereum. You have to always be watching for deals because next, what, all of a sudden somebody's going to say, um, I have a cool pet and I need to get out. I, I, you'll see it. You'll see in the, in the discord, uh, I got in a car accident today and I have to fix my car. I need two, 3000 bucks. Can someone give me just one ETH right now for this? I need it now. And they're worth one and a half. And you're like, okay, here you go. And, and you, know, you need to be able to take advantage of opportunities is what, I, is what I'm saying. So that was, that was the last point I wanted to make about the portfolio is 
to keep some money on the side for future use. For when the Tokens X platform launches and it's time to, uh, you know, acquire some of those NFTs, right? That's exactly Add those to the right. portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so that's... blue chip, uh, some projects that you're super excited about that have yep. the promise of utility and great backing. Yep. Um, you know, a very interesting kind of strategic investment that has potential passive returns mm-hmm. and liquidity. Am I missing anything? The long shot with the loser with the loser clubs. The long shot with the loser club. That's right. Yep. So the five pillars of the Adam Raskin portfolio that's, approach. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're going to check back in a quarter and see how I'm doing. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I hope mean, it's doing well because I'm pretty much representing my portfolio that I, uh, that I own. So I think on, on a long enough timeline, I think I'm going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously not everybody has, uh, you know, $50,000 at their disposal. Right. But I think on smaller scales that the five pillars that kind of informed your approach yeah. can be really helpful in start in, in, in testing out the waters with projects or on, on tokens as we really, you know, release the NFTs at a much lower price point. Yeah. And you think about it, if, if you take the actual cool cat out of that whole portfolio, and just go with the cool pets and everything else. It's only it's half the value. It's twenty five, right? I mean, the cool pet was the cool cat was. So you can do it without you know without uh, putting, you know, buying the first project. You can, you know, like I said, cool cat, cool cats came out with cool pets. You know, uh, board age came out with mutants, but now those are twenty eight ETH also. But at one point they were three, you know, four, and people got into it back then at that low at that point. So yeah, I definitely agree. Awesome. So what would be, and I know we're a little bit over the time that we had initially proposed, but I'm into this. I hope you are too. Yeah. What would you propose for, for parents or grownups with little ones in their lives uh, as they approach this space and how to do so responsibly, safely, while also, you know, having fun? How to how to help their kids? You're saying um, get into it. Is that that's yeah, or or to do it as an you know an intergenerational yep, uh, yep. you know co-viewing um, experience. So and and we've spoken about this so much about about safety in the NFT space. Um, that's the first thing that my mind goes to um, because I've seen the I've seen very sophisticated NFT investors get scammed. Um, I've I've seen people who know it. I've personally you know, knock on wood, I've never had had, had uh, anyone get into my wallet, but I've purchased, you know, NFTs that weren't real NFTs because I've been scammed. And um, so the first thing I would say is you, you, um, you have to be careful and you have to take everything slow. Um, the term FOMO, you know, fear of missing out is so rampant in NFTs where something comes out and you have to act, you think you have to act immediately. And next thing you know, it's like, what did I just, what did I just buy? What did I do? And I just spent a thousand dollars on something that's not even real, you know? And it's so really you have to take a deep breath, go back to what I said. Number one rule, don't ever buy something that you don't know what it is. So if children and parents are investing together, they should do research. They should, they should understand what they're going to buy first and what they expect out of it. Um, when I first was investing with NFTs, 
I really, one of the rules that I was using, which I can't really use anymore, but it was, if this went to zero, I wouldn't care. I want to buy something that I don't care if it goes to zero. It's hard now when I'm buying things with a little bit higher of a cost basis. But in the beginning, you know, I was like, okay, it, I, I want to like the NFT for what it is, not because I think it's going to go from 0.3 to 0.4 or, you know, I'm going to make a little bit like it's the ones that don't think about the money that end up making money. If that's if that makes any sense. Um, so I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but the whole point is, if I was talking to a parent and, and they're about to get into it with their child is to go slowly and don't FOMO, in. And don't FOMO into anything. Don't. You know, it, when you buy it, it's yours. You know, it's you know, and and this is real money. You know, sometimes people are playing around with Ethereum, feeling like it's fake internet money, and it's this is real real money that we're spending on these things. And um, so you need to know what you're getting into before you buy it. Um, yeah, and I think that the the idea of not speculating is is really apropos, right? Because in a in like a token type environment, you're buying a piece of a brand or a character that you love, mm-hmm. right? And that's the value that you get from it immediately. Not to mention the utility and the and the benefits that will be baked in, the immediate access to gaming or to experiences, yep. right? That's all gravy because you've bought something that you love, and that's the immediate value that you derive from it. And that and 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 having that piece of that thing you, that you love, you know, should be can be value in and of itself, regardless of the possibility of turning a profit. That's right. And, and it's those projects that end up turning a profit. It's, it's very, you know, it's very interesting. Um, you'll see in other discords, I'll go into their I'll go into their chat room and, you know, it'll, it'll mint at, you know, let's say 0.1 and it'll still be at 0.15 and everyone's like, what's going on? Why isn't this going up? And it's like, if all you care about is the point, you know, like, this is not going to work. You know, this, this doesn't feel good. This, this whole, you know, you can, you can tell the, the ones. And I think I've told you, I've used this term for you with apes. They always said one ape equals one ape. Right. And I think that came from Bitcoin and Ethereum. People always said one ETH equals one ETH or one Bitcoin. ETH. That's the way you got to really think about these projects and not be thinking constantly, how much is this worth? How much is this worth? You know, and, um, and, and then really think about the project itself. Um, and, those are the ones that do well. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Learned so much from you today. I think we need to. I, th- I think we need to enact on this this uh, investment strategy, though. What do you think, Jeff? <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, wh- while you were talking, I just pulled out my iPhone and uh, and bought a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, we will put it together and we will check back. Um, you know, in a quarter, in a year, and and see how we're doing here. I think it'll be fun for you know our audience members and followers to follow along with the story. Also, okay, yeah. well, it makes I, sense. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, well, any any last uh, closing thoughts on your strategy? Any final questions, Jeff? Or maybe shoot, you want to just do Adam some general shout outs to your kiddos? Um, sure, Dex and Cal, they who love NFTs. They're usually sitting on my left and right as I'm looking looking through it, looking through my uh, portfolio. Um, what's up, guys? Um, but yeah, any you know last thoughts for me is I. I just couldn't stress more the uh, patience and, and that's needed in this in this space. Um, it's you know 
one of the biggest things I learned is to take your time. Good Understood. advice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, you may not be in an NFT influencer now, Adam, but as people start building, you know, buying into your strategy, I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming that they're going to want to know how to find you. <laughs> well, you can, uh, I have a Twitter account. It's, um, a M R A S K I N. That's A M Raskin. Uh, you can follow me there. I, I, I tweet a lot about my thoughts on NFTs. And your uh, Twitter avatar is? It's my it's my board eight four four eight five. <laughs> nice. Blue ape with a blue ape with a blue uh, bandana. There's only three of them. <laughs> right on four eight five five. Four four eight five. Four four eight five. All right. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you, Adam. It was such a pleasure and so happy to have you as our inaugural guest on the Cryptos and Kitties podcast. Thank you, Jeff, my co-host and marketing advisor for being here today. And uh, I hope you learned a bunch. Uh, I did. And I'm very excited to put together a portfolio and see how it matures. Let's do it. All right. Thanks Good. again, guys. Thank you we'll for see you next me. time. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.